Pints and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Pints and Bites Podcast. Pints and Bites. Let's do it till the water runs dry. We might watch a whole lot of Passes Let's do it till the water runs dry. We'll make the biggest mistake of our lives. It's a Don't podcast, it, baby. baby. Tights and Fights is talking wrestling. Tights and Fights is talking wrestling. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're wow. in mood. I broke the microphone. Welcome to Tights and Fights, <laughs> the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the human Hal Light Reel, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Damage Control, Danielle Radford. Love the name, plus also uh, uh, Control, speaking of R&B, is uh, an amazing album by a woman called SZA. You should go listen to it. SZA? I thought you were going to talk about the song control by Janet Jackson, which is I will more... always talk about the song control Janet control. Jackson with you. That was Michael. That was uh, Magic Johnson's song on the NBA Superstars VHS. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Do we need to review all the tracks there? Do we want to talk about all of them? We got to start bookmarking all of the stuff we have to do for Max Fun Drive because we have a well, bunch of them that we need to start bookmarking. Control. I just want to point out that there is only one team in the NBA that had two superstars on that tape, each with their own music video. One was jamming on people to the warrior, breaking down the walls of heartache, that being Sir Charles Barkley, young young Charles Barkley. And the other was a loving tribute to one of the greatest acrobatic finishers in the history of the league, to Whitney Houston's performance of the greatest love of all. It's the doctor himself from the University of Massachusetts. Dr. Julius Irving. You know, I heard that basketball exists, but um, since the Supersonics stopped being a team, I don't acknowledge basketball. I'm sorry. Tom Chambers had a great video on that <laughs> on that tape. <laughs> Tom Chambers, Sedale Street, Xavier McDaniel. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Wait, I have to I look at don't... this. Julian just said, said, speaking of classic music, I'm devastated for this Coolio. What is the Coolio what news? What do? happened with Coolio? No, you guys, he just died. No! No, Coolio. no fucking way. You're fucking kidding me. No, I'm dead serious. Like, literally just, just it now? Just, it just crossed eight minutes ago. No. Isn't it so weird that, first of all, R.I.P. Coolio, but the fact that you called it classic music means I'm about to die. So, was <laughs> I mean, I was a kid when he, when he... Poor Coolio. Oh. Yeah. oh. I, the first thing that came up was TMZ has learned. So, mm. man, oh, that's going to make that Weird Al movie very, very weird and wild. Oh, yeah, because he, he thought Gangsta's Paradise was too serious to be parodied. I think that was a work, but yeah. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> Either way, hell of a good marketing strategy. Like daring yeah. him. By the way, when I look up Coolio and wrestling, what I get is, here's something you didn't expect to read. Porn star Cherie DeVille is running for president alongside Coolio and WWE's Virgil. That's terrible. Like, wait, wait, how? Mm, that's a I'm shame. sure that the more details will come out. I don't think yes. that we have all of them yet, but man, but super okay. talented. Uh, wow. Rapper who went from the ghetto 
as he mm-hmm. says, that's his words, not mine. Rapper yes. who came from the deep, the trap, became a rapper who rapped about the things that he believed in, who then became a gimmick rapper, which good for him as he was older, um, mm-hmm. who then became a juggalo. He lived his dream. Man, that that's wild. Rest in peace, yeah, Coolio. It is. I could not have been that old. 59 years old. So young. Yeah. What a what a uh, what a shame. What a life I, well what lived. I like to say a life well lived. A life well lived. What I like to say when somebody of of note passes is as sad as it is to not have them anymore. What a blessing it is to yes. be able to revisit his work and hear mm-hmm. his voice and hear his words and hear what was in his heart and his mind uh, over several decades. Like all of from the from the craziest stuff he did. To yes. the most intense personal stuff he did, you mm. get it all to give you a picture of who he was, not the mm-hmm. picture, but but a picture, and that's it, it's an incredible legacy that he leaves behind. So I'm go watch Keenan and Kel after this, guys. I think there you go. Oh my God, you have to. Everybody yeah. out there, go on and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel, yeah. so good. <laughs> May his memory be a blessing, as we say. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, also, we, uh, shit, it's yeah. Oh, thank you. What's over? Well, almost over. I'm watching What's the sunset. Over? The sun yeah. setting on my dreams and and my holiday. <laughs> and a new one rising because it's the new year. It's the new year. And soon it'll be starvation day. It's all this is a we you know we really jam it in. We jam in a lot of our holidays in a very. When do you get to eat area. all of your stuffing in your dagwoods? Anytime. Yes, Anytime, baby. I set the rules around here. Yes, you do. I'll say. Uh, I'll I take, am the hell and I make Two the things, though. I went to the doctor this morning and uh, the scale could not measure my weight, so probably shouldn't do the, the stuffing. Probably a little too, like, need to cut some LBs for my health, for me, not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you know, you've been going to too many doctors where when your doctor has to draw blood and he's like, and I'm like, oh, you got it in one shot. Because I, what I inherited from my mother is. Terrible veins that are very hard to find. So oh, you get poked repeatedly every time there's an IV. Or mm-hmm. he, he said, "Oh, I just went in the needle hole that was already there." Because I just oh, more medical appointments. Right in the so, needle hole. That's the name of your alt album. <laughs> yes. May your phlebotomist's aim be true. Is what I wish for <laughs> all of you. Let's talk about wrestling. Why would we start now? I think because <laughs> because the two very important things happened. Yes. One of them a huge sweeping segment of television. Mm-hmm. The other, another like surprise under the radar debut. Mm. We cannot go any further. We cannot talk about any wrestling until we talk about the Bloodline Sami Zayn segment that started SmackDown on Friday. The gif of the older white lady where mm-hmm. she wipes her eyes and goes, uh-huh. Academy Award. <laughs> it's true. There's something magical to watching a crowd. Like you get to in wrestling, maybe more so than any other place, you get to test market and see how something works. Like let's fake a turn. Let's pretend that Sami Zayn is about to be turned on by the rest mm-hmm. of the world. That this is the time Roman's done with him. He's obnoxious. They're going to get rid of him. And the that moment, watching the crowd react. And then swerving them and giving giving him his honorary Oost t-shirt. Just watching that, you go like, oh, when this actually happens. This is going to blow the roof off of everything. Exactly. You ain't ever going to wear a Bloodline shirt 
ever again. You ain't ever going to wear it again because I got you a new one. I wish that Dave Chappelle wasn't a piece of shit anymore because like I want mm -hmm. a player haters ball for Jay. I mm -hmm. want there to be a player haters ball for him where he can just like hate the player and the game because the look <laughs> he is such a great actor in this segment because the look of joy where he is like take that shirt off and he rips it off and then a turd up a turd up a turd up but also y'all know i cry at everything but also i teared up but then sammy gets the new shirt everyone gives sammy love and jay mm -hmm. is just sitting there like the fuck what the fuck did i do like one of those things where it was like how why oos i don't understand it was one of those moments that was like so big and I think we'll probably talk about it again later but it was one of those moments that was so big that I was like I can't put this over as anything because like this is too big for this is a moment wrestling has these moments that you will remember forever this yep. is one of those Jericho turning to Kevin and going why is my name here mm -hmm. like moments like that where it's like, we will always remember these. And obviously there was like the big, 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 big moments, but there are also these, I won't say smaller moments, but they contribute to these storylines. And we're always going to remember this moment. The two non-match moments you remember the most are like the, the, the super kicks through the barbershop window. Yes, where sir. Where you break stuff up. The, the, Chairs to the back of the shield, like mm -hmm. pick to the why is my name on the list, and the moments of like Macho Man and Elizabeth being reunited. These like yes. touching moments of people being there are brought plenty, together. Yes, moments um, of people doing things in the ring during the match. But these these moments that happen that fuel storylines in between. This is going to be up there with those. Is it going to be number one? I'm not saying that. Is it going to be on people's top 25 list? 100%. Here's a crazy idea. What if, and I'm not saying it is, but what if mm -hmm. this were all a scheme to spin Jay off as a solo? He's the only one who really got jumped into the bloodline. He's the one who had mm -hmm. to fight Roman. He's the one who 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 suffered repeatedly repeatedly and had and had his individuality literally beat out of him until yes. he submitted to roman mm. it was great and that is why the long-term storytelling of him being like i had to go through all this and you ain't had to go through all of this right. fake ooze you get a t-shirt you're annoying you're you shouldn't be here you don't belong but he's the only one who says i got it, my ass kicked and i had to go through the ringer and you don't get anything? You get an actual literal ringer t-shirt? No, no, no. It's just great storytelling. Mm -hmm. Whether whether it develops into anything or not, the fact that you think it might, or I think it might, anybody, I'm sure I'm not the only person to have this idea. They could take this in any direction and it would make sense. There are so many stories. This is like watching Dynasty. This is like watching The Young and the Restless, where it's like, mm -hmm. you can take this in any direction and I will be like, Oh, I see the threads. Like, I get it. I will be building that Charlie Day, 
thread wall where I'm just like building all of the red threads between everything because they have done such a good job of storytelling that anything that you do, because this is long-term storytelling, anything that you do is going to make sense because they have built in all of these things. What's probably going to happen, and they know that's what's going to happen, is that Sammy will be forced to choose between his own autonomy or between him and Kevin and the bloodline. And he will make it. And he probably won't make a decision. He'll just hesitate. And they'll be like, I knew you was bitch made. And then beat yeah, the shit out and of then him. They'll, then they'll it's be probably the what's going to happen. Yeah. But anything else could happen. Jay could turn and be like, I'm done with this. This is nonsense. This is bullshit. I went through hell to prove myself to you. And that's why it's so captivating. Yeah. Long-term storytelling, long-term storytelling. And, and a number of stories being told within the story. Yes. That ha- the depth of it. We're we're discussing the depth of it. Let, I let's. It. I like wrestling. Wrestling's good. I do too. Wrestling's pretty good. I like it. I like it. I'm a fan of it. I also want to talk about another debut on Raw. <laughs> Unheralded, just like Guess Who's Back. It's it's everybody's favorite poison pixie. Candice LeRae. I can't have Johnny without Candice there. Like, you gotta have both of them, even whether they're together or not. Look, she's too good. I'm very excited for Candice. What I need, it's the same thing I needed for her in NXT. It's what I need now. They need to treat her the way that they treat fucking um, any of these bruisers. She needs to be treated the way that they treat Ronda Rousey as someone who can take out anyone. They have the footage to show that she has, even if not won against your faves, she has gone up against your faves and done a great job because she is fearless. And mm-hmm. that is that is what sets her apart from everyone else. Right. Obviously, she's an amazing wrestler. But what sets her apart from everyone else is she is fearless. And if you would let men fight her, she would fight fucking Brock Lesnar and climb him like a tree. Would she come out like fucking ground meat at the end of it? Yes. But she would proudly do that. And I need that story for Candace. And I think that that's what all of us have been waiting for from from her. Right. Well, look, you never know what could happen now because it's not Vince. Yeah, no, she's 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 not gonna do intergender. No, no, no. I don't. But if you can put her up against where it's like, if I if it was me, you put her and Oscar against each other, strong style versus strong style, and have them beat the shit out of each other, gruesome, bloody, plenty gross, plenty of great matches for her to have, Mm -hmm. and great to have her there. Like it just. I'm so happy. I love Candace so much. Is not only is that roster really deep, but the majority of them are on television every week. Yeah, you're getting to see a number of them. Even um, Lacey Evans, she's not at the top right now, but she's like every time she appears on television, like her or not, I'm just using her as an example. Yeah. She is. She is at least there. So hey, she's, I'm she's, happy that that people who like what they like get what they like. If they like the thing right. they like, then they get to see and the I've, thing they like. Again, if they like what they like, just just using her as an example of someone who is on that roster who is being utilized in some way is on television. When you can set up squash matches or at least matches to strengthen some of yes. your female uh-huh. wrestlers, 
and not just have like a match. It's great to see the extent to which women are highlighted. It feels like we are, we have taken a step closer to where we need to be. We're not there, but we're way closer. The women flourished in NXT under trips. They flourished when he was having more time taking over the main roster. And now that he mm-hmm. is back and there, there were moments where we were like, Hey, like why are the women getting like a one minute match? Like this does not work for us. And now that he is back and running things, he is back to making sure that the women are taking care of stuff. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't even think to bring it up because it's just such a norm. I'm so used to it that I don't have to bring it up, which is, I couldn't imagine that. Little Danielle, tiny baby Danielle, who was watching wrestling, couldn't imagine that there was a point where it'd be like, oh, well, yeah, of course the women had a million great matches and the women had like this and that happening. Little Danielle could not imagine that there would be a point where I took that for granted to the point where Mm -hmm. I would not think to bring it up. That just is what it is. And Candace is here. (laughs) It's very, very, very exciting. I know. We have have extreme rules coming soon. I always forget about this pay-per-view. And then what happens is, is someone will bring out a ladder or someone will suddenly start like lifting up stairs and I'll be like, oh, right. Extreme rules is happening. Oh, this is so extreme. But let's, I just (laughs) want to talk over this card because this card actually feels like, again, again, what I'm enjoying about the Triple H regime so far is it feels like the best parts of the Attitude Era. And they, Mm. they put some crazy pay-per-views together. So here, here's what we have on the card. We have Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross in a strap match with with no uh, no light-up paper, with flash paper. Ah. They can't have it. Look, the other rule of Chekhov's gun is it's not going to fire when you shoot it in the second act. Ah. You have that. So that's one match. Then Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match. First ever one-on-one women's ladder match on, on the main roster. Bailey versus Bianca is money. Yep. That's a money match. And a ladder match? That's going to be a lot of people going through a lot of things. They're going to destroy themselves and then somehow both be healthy at the end. And I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm very excited to see what they come up with. Yeah. Fantastic. Great chemistry, too. Then you have Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan in an extreme rules match. Liv Morgan trying to be extreme by putting Lacey Evans through a table and... And all that. I I wish I was more into Liv Morgan's title reign, and it doesn't really matter to anybody but me whether I am or not. But I, it's it's something about her with the title is not as compelling as her chasing it. They're two no, very different. No, she's things. better chasing. She's better as an underdog. I, you yeah. know, I wish Liv was a little bit taller. I wish she was a baller. I wish she had a girl who looked good. She could call her. Like she yeah. works better as an underdog right now. The way that she is presented right now. I need her to boss up and Mm -hmm. find a way to um, evolve her persona in the same way that Becky was always better when she chased until she became the man. I need Liv to find a way because she is compelling when she chases. I need her to find a way to evolve, to become whatever her version of the man is. We don't know what that is. It's not going to be what Becky's is. It's not going to be Sasha's the boss. It's not going to be Naomi the glow. It's going to be whatever her version of that is. 
and I want to see what that looks like. But it is you, time for her to do that. Do you think she has that in her? Not everybody does. I think does. everyone has that in her. There are a lot of things I don't think everybody has inside of them, which is okay. Doesn't make them deficient as a person or even not a compelling performer in any way. I just, mm. she might not be that lady and it's okay. But you have to be that lady. Well, then she needs a heel run. She needs an actual heel oh, run. Oh, no, 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 And I've been saying that. I'm on yeah. team give Liv a heel run because yeah. that reveals what's in your soul. Yes. Um, When you get a heel run, we get to see, and then you get to switch back to face and blah, blah, blah. We all know how wrestling works. I, I do think that she can do it without having that. But right now, she is compelling as the face who chases. That is what makes her compelling. Because if it goes back to her just being like, my tongue is blue. I don't give a shit, bitch. I also know what warheads are. (laughs) Here's what else we know about the card. We have Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a fight pit match. Okay. Anybody remember remember the the octagon match? The octagon matches between Dan Severn and Steve Blackman? No? Okay. And also Edge versus Finn in an I quit match. No, they're one of them, right? That's a real good card. It's going to be really it's fun. It's a real good card. I'm going to enjoy it. That's V for good. Sure. Excited for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other major developments anywhere in in wrestling or sports entertainment that you want to discuss before we get to our main event? I mean, I do have to say, look, if all of the Nepo babies, Braun Breaker did the best of the Nepo babies this week. So the way that I see it, if my math is correct, which it always is, you have a 33 and a third percent chance of winning. Just let him be a Steiner, please. Because again, too many Ks. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, he's always one away. He's one away and I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. (laughs) If my you're, math you're, is wrong, and it never is, he's 1K yeah. away from a disaster. He's 66% away from being 1K <laughs> too many. Um, so I would very much like him to not. But I, I new like... shirt is two-thirds of a problem. <laughs> just let him be a Steiner. Stop. F- look, at this point, I'm just saying, look, we went out to dinner. It was beautiful. We invited you into our apartment. <laughs> we have dimmed the lights. Mm. We we are playing. Oh wait, hold on. You dim you dim the lights. Isn't there isn't there a song for that? There is a song for that. Julian, go ahead and play that song. NXT 2.0. Mm. You walk into my apartment. So bright. The candles are lit. There are rosebuds leading their way into my bedroom. The rosebuds. I, and by I, I mean the WWE universe. I'm mm. laying across the bed, giving the most enthusiastic of consents. Mm, yes. We, all we want and all we need is for you to say the name. But you won't say the name. We are playing the sexiest music you have ever heard. We shaved. We shaved, Papa Hunter. We took the time. We went hairless. 
to make sure that we would be prepared for this moment we stretched we are All waiting for you give us what we want Put and what that we want is on him. Bron Breaker to say the words I am a Steiner well it seems reasonable to me we are waiting enthusiastic consent sliding off the mattress we are sliding off of the mattress slip sliding away turn your guitar books to page one that being said if you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling you can tell us about them in our facebook group and you can hear more Mm -hmm. about what we thought about wrestling on our twitter pages although i think you've heard everything you need to hear especially you Bron. when we come back it's not paranoia it's the main event That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey! You! Are you tired of gross food? Food that's processed, expensive, takes time to make, or forever to drive and buy? Sounds like you need Soylent. It's the latest and greatest craze that's sweeping the nation. Now I feel like Cordy Collins and I'm I'm very into it. Drinks and (laughs) bars that are delivered straight to your door without any cooking or cleanup required. It's perfect for any of your main meals or when you need some nutrition in between. Take your pick from any of their great drinks like Soylent Complete Meal, Complete Energy, or my favorite, Complete Protein. Or get into Lindsay's favorite, the Soylent Squared Bars. I'm worried that this is going to be my legacy, but I also am fine with it because I really do love those bars. I love them so much, you guys. Uh, when we first got them, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about bars. I've, I've tried other you know, meal replacement and energy bars and workout bars and protein bars, and I never liked them. And now my, my passionate love for the peanut butter in particular, but the chocolate brownie is good too, but the peanut butter bars, it's now a thing I'm known for, and I, I am okay with it. I took them with me when I traveled in November. I know I've said that before, but when I went to the UK and I was traveling a bunch and I didn't feel safe going out to get food and I didn't feel safe eating in restaurants or eating on trains and stuff, So I took a bunch of those bars and they not only tidied me over and got me through, they were delicious. Uh, And I lost some because I had to give them to people and I was mad about it. So thank you. Thank you, Soylent, for sorting me out when I needed something to eat. Yeah. And obviously, like, food is great. Eat food. But like me, I don't get hungry in the morning. And I I developed a very bad habit of not eating until later in the day. And that's one of the great things that Soylent is good for, where it's like, okay, well, I'm not... I, like, I, I just do not have an appetite, but what I can do is drink something and actually get my nutrition in. Um, or I like the bars too. Um, I keep some of them in my fanny pack. Obviously my fanny pack is small, um, but I do keep some of them in my fanny pack because um, I'm a lady on the go. And some places, sometimes <laughs> uh, I got places to be and I don't necessarily always have time to like go and grab something in between going places and not everyone has catering, hint, hint, get catering. So I, I grab a couple bars and it keeps me from um you know literally biting someone's head off so if you want to get in on this delicious food you might as well get it at a discount yeah babies go to soylent.com slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20 percent off your first order that's soylent.com slash tights and promo code t-i-g-h-t-s for 20 percent off your first order tights and Podcast, Tyson Bob. 
Welcome back to Tides and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Off the Rails Radford. Now it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! I love Kate! On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? Jimmy and Jay Uso have been a part of WWE since 2010. They've grown from a fun sideshow to multiple-time tag champions to the most important stable in the company. The Usos were originally just a pretty standard tag team that was escorted to the ring by Tamina. Hey, we're just going to keep it real with you. We wanted to let you know that your family ain't the only family that run deep in this business. Nope. If anybody know about blood thicker than water, that's us. Our blood go deep too, all the way from the wild Samoans back here right now. Even then, they were sort of like the next generation was implied. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of people uh, debuting around that time. I think like even Nexus was like, like they would just spin off various members of the Nexus and be uh-huh. like, "You guys are tag champions this week." So eventually, they they evolve from that, and they start using the face paint. And doing the Siva Tao dance on the way to the ring. I, I hate to always be like, oh, I, I, this relates to me. It's about me now. But oh. I did grow up in Hawaii for a while. So we got to see a bunch of those like dances before like um, high school football matches when I was like a mm-hmm. kid. And like, so I grew up with that and just like. The power and the honor and the blah, blah, blah. It was actually really cool. It was really cool to watch people. Ooh, it is a lot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Usos are the sons of a well, former WWE superstar Rikishi. And what you just saw them perform is called the Sibata. It is a Samoan war dance. It shows strength and power, and it provides intimidation for their opponents here tonight on Monday Night Raw. This is also the birth of their first real catchphrase, which is the, the Oos-O. And they have, I know you don't have it in here, I know I keep harping on it, but I'll bring it up till the end of time, which is the the two of them wrestling Harper and Rowan for the tag titles on like three straight pay-per-views, jerking the curtain and having such a good match that you're like, I don't think anything will be better than this. And they have match one, great match. Match two, better match. Match mm-hmm. three, better match. And part of that is just the chemistry between them. Part of that is you go like, oh, these guys are really good. And, and to think at that time, you go like, oh, well, this is, they're finally getting their time. They're doing a good job. That's not even like, I don't even know what their peak is. This was kind of like a time when like, mm-hmm. anytime the top baby face needed friends, they would just kind of give them the Usos. Like I remember yeah. Daniel Bryan yes. and his rise was getting beaten up by the Wyatts a bunch. So they'd have the Usos come out and make the save. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that that was going to be the peak of, of them as a tag team because I was like, well, this is kind of all they're going to be allowed to be. But that's not a bad gig. It was They were at least on TV. So one thing that wound up happening is, yes, they wound up always being like support teams for other people. And then mm-hmm. they turned them heel. And it was like, oh, you found it. You found the thing. Because before that, they were also they were both like because of 
and I love Tote Steves. I will never have an unkind word to say about Tote Steves, mm. but they were framed as wife guys and then framed as my dad doesn't like me guys on Tote Steves. Let's hear what you at the Nation of Conversation had to say. First of all, pointing out their amazing rivalry when they were part of the Uso Penitentiary with the New Day. Outstanding Hell in the Cell yeah. match. Do you guys remember how the Uso Penitentiary was just such a thing? Like every single yeah. week, they would like um That's like they, they would, put people when in the SmackDown penitentiary. was when SmackDown was using the uh, like the AR graphics. They would like like have a jail cell close in front of them. Mm-hmm. Or something. No, and it it got them so over, and it uh, instantly it was one of those things where you go from being like a fun, funny um, tag team to being like, no, we will fuck you up immediately. With mm-hmm. U- Uso Penitentiary, and it took like two seconds because they're yep. that smart and good about their characters. Next time you feel little hair standing behind your neck, and you feel those little goosebumps running through your body, and your head is on a swivel because you feel like somebody creeping behind you, no! It's not paranoia, it's the ooze! And now the you, the twos, and we, the ones. So good. Dude, oh, my God. I can't with how good they so, are right now. So Mark and Matthew pointed to the Usos forfeiting their gauntlet match to help Kofi get to his title match at WrestleMania. A moment of a rare moment of respect out of the penitentiary. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they do that now. No, no, no. Not now. Roman wouldn't allow that. No, Nathaniel really on Facebook pointed out GM Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack as a top moment. What is that? That was when, do you remember on Talking Smack how, like, like every time Daniel Bryan would bring on the Usos and they would, like, like he would have to be, like, cool dad with them. Like, they would freestyle and Daniel <gasps> oh, would, like, have his sideways yeah, hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. TV in the house. Uh, 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 Talking Smack in the house. Uh, uh, we uh, Smack uh, in the house. Uh, uh, WrestleMania in the house. Uh, uh, Usos on WrestleMania in the house. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, please make a match. Uh, 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 Make it happen. Make it happen. Tweet it. Happen. Please make it happen. Thank you. Put the Usos on Mania, man. Let's make it happen. It was actually really, really good. Oh, I miss talking yeah. smack so much sometimes. Okay. It was talking great. Talking smack was so I I really literally like when he went over to AEW, I was like, Renee, please give me the thing I want. Nathaniel also said, My East Asian Pacific Islander family social circles have a soft spot for the lone white family friend. And seeing those <laughs> dynamics play out in wrestling gives me a spot of warmth. That's so great. So there you go. Art <laughs> imitates life, imitates art. Thank if you. you want to talk more about the Usos in their many iterations and how great that they are, join our Facebook group and follow us on Twitter. Links are down in the show notes. And when we come back, we've got three things from wrestling to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Woo! Hello, dreamers. This is Evelyn Denton, CEO of the only world-class, fully immersive theme resort, Steeplechase. You know, I've been seeing more and more reports on the blogs that our beloved park simply isn't safe anymore. Murdered them? I'm gonna wreck it. They say they got mugged by brigands in the fantasy kingdom of Ephemera or hijacked by space pirates in Infinitum. I mean, I could have a knife. My papa said that I needed to do a crime. Friends, I'm here to reassure you that it's all part of the show. These criminals were really just overzealous staff trying to make things a little more magical for our guests. We're just as safe as we've always been. 
This isn't a county fair, dreamers. This is Steeplechase. The Adventure Zone. Every Thursday at MaximumFun.org. Since the dawn of time, man has dreamed of bringing life back from the dead. From Orpheus and Eurydice to Frankenstein's monster, resurrection has long been merely the stuff of myth, fiction, and fairy tale. Until now. Actually, we still can't bring people back from the dead. That would be crazy, but the Dead Pilot Society podcast has found a way to resurrect great dead comedy pilots from Hollywood's finest writers. Every month, Dead Pilot Society brings you a reading of a comedy pilot that was sold and developed but never produced, performed by the funniest actors from film and television. How does Dead Pilot Society achieve this miracle? The answer can only be found at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Watch my three count. Julian, why don't you lead us off? Okay, I will. I will say first (laughs) off to Mandy Rose. I've said it on Twitter a few times. Mandy Rose has made Mm -hmm. a fool out of me. I really kind of just wrote her off as just somebody who was like, oh, you know, she'll she's fine, I guess. And they clearly have her tab for good things, but I don't know. I don't see it yet. Um, Mm -hmm. But man, I maybe this NXT Women's Championship has gone on a little bit too long, but she is doing her best to make it awesome. And if you watch any of her matches now versus who she was a year and a half ago it is night and day completely different she yes. and and i'm seeing a lot of people be kind of rude about it because they think that like i think sometimes people hear like my gimmick is that i'm hot and if that's like part of it they don't deserve whatever they get and they can't get better than they were at one point but she's worked really freaking hard i think she's great being hot is fine i do have a thing about like she's maybe a little black fishing but whatever sure uh, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we, that's a, like that it can be a thing that like you know no, we, have to we could talk about, about that for like back. eight yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so we'll see like I'll go watch any of her matches from the last month they've been good uh, and the other thing i was going to put over and it's something that goes around a lot is wrestle club in new york it's like literally just a club in a classroom where this teacher brings uh like they show wrestling matches and then they sometimes have people like Sasha Banks and Swerve in Our Glory and uh Cody Rhodes who paid their way to go to WrestleMania next year. Uh it's an adorable thing. Just look up Wrestle Club on Twitter. It is the the most wholesome oh. thing that ever happens on on wrestling Twitter, I think. Once in a generation this has never happened before. Something comes along that's so important and so groundbreaking. And gets to the heart of who we are as individuals and as a collective people that more than one of us is required to put it over. Danielle? (laughs) We take health very seriously here. And so I want to make sure that more than anything, we let you all know we do not health shame. We are not, hi, baby, that's my cat. (laughs) We're health positive. We only represent healthy healthy interactions with your health we only want people to be represented healthily so we are not repped by this ad rick flair had a lot of things to say about the performance of a pill let's go 
your grandfather's boner pill. Woo! Go to newimagemedical.com to see if Mount Everest is right for you. <laughs> I mean, right, I it's how is it if you are if you are literally known for doing sexual assault, you get to say I, like, "Hey, here are my uh, boner pills," and literally say boners. Real talk. When uh, when that link appeared in our group chat, and I clicked it and saw what it was, I clicked away. That was the first time I heard the audio in that clip. First time, and the mm-hmm. last time I'll ever hear it. Unless somebody pranks me. If this becomes the new Rickroll, then we're done as a society. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and me, Hal Lublin. You can follow me at Hal Lublin. Check out the stuff I'm doing. I'll talk about it there, I promise. Danielle? Yeah, do uh, watch uh, Honest Trailers. Also, I have some things coming up on D20. It's not the thing you want it to be. I know what you want it to be. It's not going to be that. But it's going to be something fun. And then maybe the thing you want it to be. And it's going to be next year. We'll talk about it. Love you, Booze. Hey. There you I go. I like a tease. I like to tease. Our producer is Punda Express, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes. And that's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. If you don't have it, get it. I'm not going to tell you twice unless you listen to this episode on repeat. And then other episodes. Or listen next week or any other week. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported